Welcome back to the Solidarity Podcast, where we share stories to connect with one another, find comfort in life's challenges, and to celebrate the solidarity that is being a woman. I'm your host, Riley Q. Today, I am excited to be sharing the story of someone who I've grown to admire and love. She is a sister in Christ, and she's been a serious joy to follow. I came across Allison's page a few years ago when they bought their fixer-upper, and I remember being excited to follow her story. Now, years later, babies later, we've connected over the art of homemaking and the beauty of serving our families in this way. I have learned so much from Allison, and when I was considering who I wanted to invite onto the podcast this season, she was one of the first people I thought about. Allison is a wife, mother to her one-year-old daughter. She taught high school theology for nine years, has traveled the world, and is now a Catholic blogger and homemaker in her adorable home that she and her husband Mark took from a fixer-upper to an actual piece of artwork. You can find her on Instagram at Married in a House, and I encourage you to run after this episode and check out their beautiful home and the wisdom that Allison shares on a regular basis. I won't blab on any more because I want you to listen to her story because it's beautiful, relatable, and I hope encourages you in your own walk with Jesus, your marriage, and your personal lifelong transformation. My homemaking journey began with the physical and literal making of my house. When my husband and I were newly engaged, we bought a fixer-upper that was not livable. It had been uninhabited for four years, except for the bat living in the attic. It smelled terribly of dog pee and was deteriorating from the inside out. Thus, the first step of learning homemaking for me was learning how to make my house a livable space. Fixing up a house while planning a wedding and then getting married before the home was move-in ready was an adventure to say the least. We moved in as soon as we could, but it looked a lot like camping. The dog pee and must smell was still potent throughout, made worse in the heat of summer without air conditioning. The kitchen was still an empty room. The floors were covered in dust and dirt from the continual renovations and we were sleeping on an air mattress. All the while, living out of suitcases and all of our belongings still in boxes. It really brings the right mood into newlywed life, doesn't it? We took the house through the last of the major renovations those first six months of marriage, and then began living in it. The whirlwind of that year really brought us to our limits. It took many more months to settle into the house and get out of survival mode, and even more to begin figuring out the normal newlywed experiences of communication and learning to live together. After finishing the renovations on our house, we discovered there was still one major problem. Our house, beautifully renovated and completely updated, was inhabited by us. Two imperfect human beings who were sometimes smelly and messy and in need of some renovations themselves. Making the home into a beautiful place where there is joy and peace requires a transformation of the people who dwell in it. Yes, turning a house into a home is much more about the people that live inside it than the walls themselves. All the time, money, and sweat poured into the house without the work on ourselves would lead to a superficial, empty, and still messy life. Don't get me wrong. 
Renovations and decor are wonderful things, which I enjoy, but they are not the heart of the home. You see, all houses, when it comes down to it, are really not that different. They have about four walls, and there are boxes we live in that contain our lives. Yet each one feels tremendously different. Why is that? Sure, they vary in size and furniture, and decor certainly changes the character of the space. But furniture and decor are still a reflection of something. Rather, someone else. A person. Every home is primarily made by the way a person chooses to live in their space. Their likes and dislikes, their priorities, daily routines and habits, and most importantly, their interior dispositions make up the overall environment of the home. Whether there is clutter or order, whether there is stress or peace, whether it is a place of angst or comfort, these conditions all come down to the people in the home. Hence, I came to realize the next, and I should say lifelong, step in my homemaking journey. Fixing up myself. Not trying to be dramatic here, rather trying to be honest. When I look inside myself, specifically my daily routines and motivations, I realize I'm about as imperfect as my home was when we bought it. Pair that with the way marriage and motherhood magnifies those hidden areas of weakness, and it's a major renovation project. As with a fixer-upper, a person may look at a wall and say, it looks pretty good. But if they discover mold, the whole wall needs to be taken down, gutted, and rebuilt. Yes, they can live with it the way that it is, but it will start impacting their health and the health of others to ignore the internal decay which is calling for their attention. And just like a fixer-upper, being authentically beautiful requires doing hard internal work. Authentically is the key word here. I can make my home, my life, and myself look beautiful while still having a hidden room of junk which no one goes into or sees on Instagram. No one may know that room exists, but I do, and it impacts the way I live. So herein lies the choice. Do I continue to blame my living space for the ways it is lacking? Do I continue to cover up the issues and say, the walls look pretty good? Or do I rebuild and renovate myself in ways that change me and the environment I call home? A few months ago, I chose the latter. I decided I wanted to learn better habits, to reorder my priorities, and ultimately to discover more fully what it means to be a beautiful homemaker. Homemaker is a word our modern world teaches us to be scared of, but we need not be. In reality, all people are homemakers of some kind. We all make our homes into some kind of place. And I know exactly the kind of place I want my home to be. I want to make my home a place where God is invited to dwell daily. Where people feel loved and experience peace and joy. Where virtues are nurtured and grown. A place of comfort and warmth. Of order and simplicity. 
I desire to do my daily tasks in my home well. I desire to do all things with an attentive mind and heart to those that I am serving. I want all the motions of my life to be a song of worship to God. Unlike the process of a fixer-upper, this truly is a lifelong transformation, but one I know I am called to spend my days living to my best ability. Maybe you're wondering how creating a home like this is done practically. Practically, I believe this plays itself out in daily habits. Daily habits in the home are integral to the overall environment of the home and the well-being of those who live in it. I'm not talking solely about exterior chores like washing the dishes, making dinner, scrubbing the toilet, but the interior disposition of the heart while accomplishing said homemaking tasks. The intentions behind our habits are like the room no one goes into or the mold behind the walls. Others don't see them, so we can think they don't matter, but in fact, they matter greatly. No one will fully know the thoughts in my mind or the feelings in my heart when I do my chores, but I believe my home will be transformed by the state of my heart in the midst of these tasks. There is one final thing, and it is the most important of all. I believe that as hard as I work on myself and my home, It will never be completely perfect. There will always be a to-do list, and I will always bear the weight of my own human weaknesses. The point of living my vocation as a homemaker is not to reach perfection in this life, but to realize my daily need to surrender to Jesus Christ and allow Him to be my ultimate renovator. Because of Him, there is no need to be discouraged. And so, each day, I start by offering Him all of my works of the day ahead. And each night, I thank Him for what the day became and resolve to begin again tomorrow. Doing this has made the biggest impact in my home and in my life. He gives me grace in moments I have nothing left. He takes the mess in my heart and turns it into something beautiful. He provides joy and peace amidst the chaos and disarray of the day. He teaches me everything I need to know about how to make acts of sacrificial love. He is the source from which all good things flow, and it is in Him that I am being transformed into the homemaker He has called me to be. Thank you for listening into Allison's story. I hope you found solidarity. I am so encouraged by her heart and her desire for all of the emotions of her life to be a song of worship to God. I have often longed for the same sentiment, but it is easier said than done, and I'm excited to implement some of her own practices into my routine. Homemaking isn't something that's done overnight, and it is far more than the daily tasks and chores. Like she said, it's a lifelong transformation of the heart and the mind, and that can only truly be done through the power of Jesus. I encourage you to think about how you're showing up in your home, the tone you're setting, and if you are prioritizing Jesus as the foundation of all the work you do. Thanks again to Allison for taking the time to share her story. I know it was a blessing to me. Again, you can find Allison on Instagram and Pinterest at Married and a House and on her blog, MarriedandAHouse.com.
I encourage you to follow her and go back through her highlights where she shares so many amazing homemaking tips that have helped me change the way I run my household. If you'd like to share your story, shoot me an email or DM. You can follow me on Instagram at Riley underscore Quinn. I'm sorry, y'all. Hayden just started playing the piano in the background and I can't help but laugh. Anyway, you can also sign up for my monthly email list on my website, RileyQ.com, or click the link below. If you feel called to, please share with the woman who you know needs to be strengthened and encouraged. It would mean the world if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let me know your favorite part of today's story. (laughs) I cannot handle him. Thanks again, and be sure to check back next Wednesday for a new episode. As always, I'm so glad you're here. You are wanted, needed, and loved. I see you, I hear you, and you, my love, by the grace of God, you are enough.